Hey, hey, welcome back everyone to another broadcast of In the Trenches. I'm your host, Tom Morkis, and today I sit down with Barth Jetto, who is the president of Empowery. Empowery is a nonprofit member-owned cooperative focused on serving e-commerce companies. So the first question you might ask is, well, what is a member-owned cooperative and how exactly does this work in the e-commerce space? Well, I brought Barth on today to talk about that because I was kind of curious of this rather interesting business model. It's not something that I've seen done yet in this space, that's for sure. And I haven't really talked to many people who are growing member-owned cooperatives either. And so the combination of member-owned cooperative and in the e-commerce space was of particular interest to me. So in today's conversation, we talk a little bit about what Empowery is, how it works for the typical member, which is an e-commerce seller or e-commerce store owner. And we also dive into the business model behind Empowery, specifically why they chose to be a member-owned cooperative, why they are a nonprofit, and how they're growing the business through new memberships and some of the back-end details about how they can create a sustainable, scalable business. So without further ado, let's get to today's conversation. So Barth, the way I want to start this out is by having you give us some context and describing empowery.com, what it is, like broadly speaking. And I kind of want to go in depth on this because when I first heard about it, it was a little perplexing at first. And so I'd love to hear it from you. And then I want to see kind of what the opportunity is that you guys are seeing and kind of why you're doing what you're doing in the space. Yeah, that's fair enough. And so thanks so much for having me on today. And of course, I hope the listeners will get something out of it. What Empowery is, is a nonprofit member-owned cooperative. And it, uh, cooperatives have been around since 1752. Ben Franklin founded the first one in the United States in Philadelphia. There's 40,000 of them today. And that's important to know they've been around since, what, 24 years before we signed the Declaration of Independence and became a, a country ourselves. But what they do is really the important part of it. A cooperative, ones that you've heard of, REI, if you buy any outdoor clothing, Nationwide Insurance, all credit unions, NAP Auto Parts, Ace Hardware. So they're all around us. And the reason that they do so well for themselves, why it's such a great foundation, is they work extremely well in fragmented markets, markets where there's a balance of power that's out of whack, which is in e-commerce today. You have all these independent sellers out there, and you have a more than a, a, a thousand-pound gorilla being Amazon, and, and the balance of power is out of whack. At any given time, as much as we respect and like Amazon here, because you know, our executives here are, are friends with a lot of the executives at Amazon, so we have inside insight to them. But even so, we're always protecting our member and the, the shareholder of the co-op. So in a co-op, everybody owns one non-appreciating share, and they actually tell us what to do. So in the simple part of it is we, we formed this as a co-op because it's such a great egalitarian business foundation, and we did so to bring the balance of power back to where it should be in the independent e-seller's hands. Okay, and I get that roughly speaking at the broader conceptual level, but bringing this down to a practical level, I'm particularly curious, if I had an e-commerce store, well, I, or I do, I kind of do have an e-commerce store. It's not, I'm not selling physical products, but digital products. But let's say I had a, I was I'm selling physical goods through my e-commerce platform and I'm on something like Shopify or WooCommerce or something like that. Why would I join this or how would that work? Like, how would this help me? Like, I'm, I'm curious about that. Sure. So we go out and negotiate with all with WooCommerce and everyone else. I mean, we're out negotiating with the marketplaces. So think of 
Jet and Walmart.com and Rakuten and Bonanza and Etsy and eBay and all them because we know that any one seller, if they're just on Amazon, they're really exposed because Amazon could do something in their category tomorrow morning that could totally throw them off. But in the case of WooCommerce, let's say, we don't have a deal yet with WooCommerce, but we will. That's what they're on our roadmap to go out. And so when I say a deal, we go to individual vendors like InExpress is an example, an international and domestic shipper. We went to them and we got a better price on the front end, a discounted price on the front end, and we got cash back on the back end. So in a cooperative, what happens, like with REI, if you buy something, the more you buy from them throughout the year, the bigger cash back check you get at the end of the year. The exact same thing applies here. The more of the programs that you use that we negotiate, the more money you get back at the end of the year. We don't have to pay outside dividends because the members own us. So all of our dividends go back in the form of cash back. They go back to the actual member store. So in the case of WooCommerce, for instance, we can strap on the back end, and we have a program with Delta Payment Solutions. We can strap on the back of WooCommerce the ability to take credit cards through our negotiated credit card product, which will save you money because you're not paying a, an exorbitant rate because they know if you're captive in there, right? They can charge you whatever they want, like Stripe and all those charge and square. They charge all kinds of money because it's convenient. Well, we've already negotiated a better way to take credit cards. And by being a member, you have access to it. You get a better price on the front end and cash back on the back end. So that's a specific WooCommerce example of how we would, we would help you. Okay. Yeah. So I'm still trying to wrap my head around this. And, and from a somewhat ignorant perspective, I understand e-commerce, this idea of like a member-owned cooperative. It's kind of new territory for me. And I guess meshing the two is like, I guess where I was confused when I first heard about this, I was like, how does this work? So I'm curious, excuse any of the questions that are too basic, but when it comes to something like this, is this something that anybody could join? Like what are the prerequisites to be able to join your network or to become a, a member or an owner of said company? No, I'll go through that. But, but just so you know, I have this conversation every day, every time. So don't ever feel bad. I, I actually, cooperatives are very structured business types. I've actually lobbied on Capitol Hill on behalf of cooperatives and senators didn't even know. Senators of New Hampshire really didn't even understand what exactly a cop was. So you're, you're not in the minority at so all. So I'm, in, I'm in, in good company. You very much are. <laughs> so really think of a buying group. In e-commerce, there's a thing, there are things called masterminds where people join and they choose this mentor. And that person just instills all kinds of information in them. With a cooperative, think of a buying group, okay? Think of like almost like a franchise, but owned by the members that have all this buying power that they can pull together to go to vendors, marketplaces, software. They can get things cheaper for each other and, and they can have repositories of information too. So we have a whole training portal. So all of the information that we gather and the issues that we know that our members want to be discussed and they want to be educated on, we will put modules in there. So let me back up a second. Let's say we go to a Rakuten, right? And we say to all of our members that are only, most of them are on Amazon. We say to them, okay, Rakuten is going to be a great place. It's a big Japanese marketplace. They're an up and comer. We want you to be on there. The problem that most e-commerce sellers would have at that point is how do I do it? Who do I talk to? What are the nuances? I'm great on Amazon. I know how to do keywords. I have everything captured there, but I stink on any other marketplace. We can put a module together. We'll put a module together in our training that takes you through it all. So we're solving the members' day-to-day -day problems. 
And think about when you're like in your case where you're, it sounds like you're dabbling in it. If you need, you, our staff becomes an extension of your staff. So we have five people on, you know, we have five dedicated people. Then we have all kinds of other freelancers and part-timers. So we probably have 10 or 12 people total on our staff in and out. And there's a subject matter expert there for almost any landmine you're about to step on. So I told someone today, we are like an umbrella over our member's head and a safety net underneath them. So they can operate freely in the sphere in between. They know that we've looked, that we've checked all the ropes. They know that we make sure all the safety harnesses and equipment are in place. They can go about flying through the air. And this might be a good analogy. It's the first time I thought it up. But uh, we go through flying through the air and they know that they have protection above them and below them. Does that make sense? It does. Again, to a degree, I think on the, on the practical side of things, I'm particularly curious too, when it comes to doing something like this. So the benefits then I, I think are, there's two, that, two big takeaways in terms of like, if I'm an e-commerce, I run an e-commerce store, we'll say, or I, I sell products online, whether it's on Amazon or my own, like, I guess my own website where I sell direct to consumers, so to speak, either could be a fit for joining your group. Is that correct? First and foremost, like if I'm selling on Amazon or if I have my own website and I'm selling kind of direct to consumer through my own e-commerce like solution, either one would potentially be a, a member of, could be a member. Yes. All of our, the programs that we have negotiated and will continue to negotiate more, they have come from uh, to us by our members saying, I need this. I use this. Go get it for me. Go get a better deal or go get a you know, another one, a third-party logistics company. We have a great 30 third-party logistics company. If someone needs one, it is sitting there on the shelf ready to go. And that's the joy of this. Typically, if, so if your 3PL went out of business or was not servicing you well, you'd have to stop everything you're doing, go try to find one, try to vet them, try to figure out if they're good or bad. Now, you know that we've already done all that work for you and you have a special price on the front end and on the back end. So we are really just trying to allow you to run your business and take all the stress away, make you not feel alone anymore. Because, you know, when you're out there on your, on your own, you're, you're have to, having to be your own account, your own CFO, your own, your own product person, your own shipping department. We help you with every aspect of your business. And yeah, so and those are the two components I was going to actually, I kind of diverted there, but the two ideas that I came away with were the two, I guess, most compelling reasons to join something like this is one is the educational support. The second is discounts on specific types of software and services. Correct. And, you know, the whole networking side of things too. I mean, it's, it's the education is there for you in this portal, but, you know, think of a mastermind on steroids when you think of us, you know, it's, you have access to the best and the brightest e-commerce sellers out there. I came from a big flooring cooperative. They do over $10 billion a year now. When I, me and my team put 630 of the locations in, I think they're up to about 25 or 2,600 locations today. When they get together, there is a mind share. They get together once a year like we will. We will get together. It's in our bylaws as a cooperative. You have to get together one, once a year. That's where you hand out the rebate check. So I have a feeling a lot of people show up. But you actually get together. We're going to get at Seattle in April of 19. When you get together with all those folks, it becomes a family. You have lifelong friends with these people because remember, they're all like you. You have a homogeneous crowd of people. They're all doing the same type of thing. They all have the same problems. So there is more interaction in that room and then subsequently afterwards because you get capturing everyone's cell phone number that you, that you respect and know can answer questions for you. And this whole neighborhood network just develops from it. 
And you will go to these people as your confidants and consultants before you go to anybody else because you know they you know what answers they have to which questions or you know where they're the best. And so I have a question about then in terms of like how you structure this from I guess I guess your business standpoint because you guys said you're well I guess first first question is you're a nonprofit. Why go the nonprofit route? Or are there are there such things as for profit member owned cooperatives? Yeah, I believe I mean there's a bunch of different ways to set up cooperatives, but we. The reason a cooperative works, especially as as uh, member-owned and nonprofit, and, and this happened back in the old group that I used to work for in the flooring industry. But people want to they, rugged individualists do not want someone to paternally tell them what to do, and that's kind of what happens in a franchise because a franchise has the power. If you're a McDonald's, you have to do things a certain way. The joy of a co-op is you get all those benefits of a franchise: the buying power, the training. And we have a whole team in China too, by the way, that will source product for you, that will do dispute resolution, photography, all of that. So you get all of that buying power in those multinational resources. But in a co-op, we're not telling you, you own the share of stock. You're telling us we are the sea, we are the, uh, the sailors and the, our members are the captain of the ship. They have their hand on the steering wheel telling us which direction to go but we do the heavy lifting and all the hard work to make their life easier, to make that ship sail better. And so the way you guys structured is, what is it? It's a fee to join and then stay a part of it. And then how does like, and the cooperative, I guess, space in this, it's like, what are the fees? And then how does the membership side of things work? And is there like an own, you, I think you mentioned something about stock or, or share, not stock, something like that. So maybe you can share or, or dive into that in more depth. Sure. Well, first of all, like our you know ideal customer profile, the person that we're really looking for is an e-commerce seller, really any marketplace relationship they have is fine. And they can be their own e-commerce site too. But we like people doing a million dollars a year and up, but we'd go down to a half a million if they were real. If they're a rising star, they've slid all their chips into the middle. They've quit their, their corporate job and they're going to do this. So if anybody is interested and they're doing a half a million dollars or more, let's talk. We will have a program for absolute startups at some point for your listeners who really want to get into this business and also want to be a member of our cooperative. We will definitely have some lighter version of this. So they should contact me anyway when I give you my information at the end and I'll, you know, at least keep them in our mailing list and, and, and on our, on top of mind for us. So that's who we're looking for. You know, it's somebody half a million and up, good credit, the right pedigree, somebody that wants to learn from being a member of the co-op and the other members, but also wants to give back and wants to teach other people what they learn. So it's a give and take. The cost to join is a thousand dollar one-time onboarding fee. That's just so our, our staff can focus on, on that member and get everybody, get all the vendors notified that they're now a member and, and can start taking advantage of the discounts and the cash back. There's a thousand dollar share of stock. So in a cooperative, this is very common. Everybody owns one non-appreciating share. So if someone's doing $100 million with us or $10 million or a million dollars with us, they're treated equally. The amount of rebate of cash back they'll receive goes up because like with REI, the more they spend, the bigger their check is at the end of the year. And then it's $250 a month to belong. So the cost of this is not, this is less than a cheap lease on a car that depreciates from the moment you drive it off the showroom floor and costs you money. In this case, remember that the money that is accrued in cash back, if you're doing any sort of volume with us, if you're being loyal at all, 
is going to be more than $250. So by the end of the year, we should be handing you a check in Seattle in April. We should be handing you a check saying, you got all these services, you got all access to these programs, you were able to network with all these great people and use our educational uh, tools, and here's money for doing so. To me, I, I don't know why somebody would not do this. Yeah, and I'm curious when it comes to kind of, you guys are just getting started, right? It's relatively new. Give us the context of like, when did this, when did you guys start, I guess, or when did things kind of get underway? Started in February, the two founders, Steve Simonson's very, very well known in the e-commerce world, very well respected. Uh, he has podcasts too. And so, you know, someone can look him up and, and see some, you know, I've done a couple, I've done one there too. But he also, then Evan Hackle is really well known on the cooperative side. And he and I used to work together back at this flooring cooperative. So the two of them saw that there was fragmentation in this market. They knew that the balance of power was way in advantage to the advantage of Amazon, let's say, in the other marketplaces. And they said, hey, why don't we put something together that will appeal to those rugged individualists, those people who want to run their own business? Because we, we don't tell anybody how to run their business. We take no piece or share of their business. They own a share of stock in us. We don't own anything of them. People have asked me that question before. So they're giving up none of their autonomy, but they're gaining a heck of a lot of power by being in our group. So those are the only costs though. $1,000 down one time, $1,000 share of stock. And if you ever leave, that $1,000 comes directly back to you and 250 bucks a month, which is self-liquidated by the monies that accrue, the cashback monies that accrue by usage of the programs. Somebody actually asked me, is this a network marketing scheme? <laughs> and I said, I said, it's as far from that as anything you ever see. They've been around since 1752. I mean, this is a very solid, staid, old-fashioned type of doing business. We just brought it into the 21st century. And how are you guys, because it's, I mean, think about it. It's like, we just spent like 20 minutes to a degree, kind of like explaining the concept to people like me. And maybe I'm not the ideal target market anyway. Maybe some of the people listening might be, and maybe they get it conceptually much faster. But I'm curious, like kind of doing something like this, that is maybe a new way of doing business in a space that's established in some kind of marketplace, but a new way of doing business seems like a big challenge. Like it's like, it seems like a really big hurdle to overcome. So I'm, I'm curious how you're approaching this in terms of like, and what your key metrics are. Like, is it new, new member signups and how you're going about driving that kind of growth? Well, great questions and, and, and perceptive, if you're, you're perceptive on the, on the difficulties and in any, I, this isn't the first time I've done this. So it always takes explanation in the beginning, especially when you go into a brand new market where no one's familiar with it. And that's okay, but you know, it, we are I'm doing podcasts to get the message out. We're doing Facebook ads, we're doing emails, we are doing channel partner relationships where we're partnering with people who have a following so they can do a little bit of the explanation for us. So we're, we're hitting the airwaves as much as we can get, to get the word out. But what happens is as you start to grow, and we have member testimonials, and I, I got a great one yesterday, one of our first members just had a couple great interactions with our vendors and with our staff, and she's been kind enough to allow us to use it. So the other e-sellers see that happening. The vendors start to talk about us because the vendors, they see our members doing better, running their business more efficiently. They, they know they're, and our vendors love us too, if you think about it, Tom, because the vendors know that if they're a member of the co-op and they're going to get cash back based on the usage, then the vendor also knows that they're going to be more loyal than just an average customer. Because not only are they supporting that vendor, but they are supporting their fellow members in the co-op. So it does take some education, but the, precisely why I'm doing your show 
is because you give me the format to kind of explain it a little bit more. But on a high level, really all that it is, is a way for e-sellers who are you know, out there fighting their own battles to come together, to shift the balance of power, own the company, get uh, cash back for the products and services that they use, and know that there's, they're not gonna step on a landmine because we have the minesweeper out in front of them making sure that the field is clear. That's really what we're doing. And so I'm curious if there's like particular e-commerce sellers that are tied to specific types of software that you guys don't have relationships with. Is that like, have you found that that's like a challenge? Like in terms of like, if somebody's like in that kind of, in that context, like if they're using like specific types of software that you guys haven't maybe developed a kind of relationship or discount with, that that, is that, a, does that become a hurdle for you to overcome? No, I would, I, it's an opportunity. We have a full-time buying staff that will, I had a prospective member yesterday, I was, I'm supposed to have a call with him today, but I haven't heard back from him, so I guess it's going to be tomorrow, but he asked me, he was using QuickBooks, and he said, do you have anything with QuickBooks? And I said, no, not yet, but the email that I responded to him with, I sent, I gave to our director of supply chain, who's Ed Carr, and I said, Ed, go out and, you know, let's start talking to them. He, na- he named two or three others, but the members own us. So our marching orders, every day we wake up and we say, how do the members feel today and what do they want? They're feeling good and they want certain things. It behooves us. We, we have no other profit incentive or anything else, anything else to drive us other than to make the members happy. So we'll go out and negotiate those programs. So I look at it as an opportunity. If, if someone's using them already and they have a relationship with a vendor, hopefully they'll introduce us and get us past that gatekeeper quick, more quickly and we can get a, a really true deal in place that represents all of our buying power, not just that one person. And so it sounds like in terms of like the business model you guys are, are using here in terms of like this like member-owned cooperative, part of it then is the fees for the member are part of the revenue that you generate that covers some of your expenses. And then maybe on the back end on this, the vendors and things like that, do you guys, is that make you guys like sustainable or I won't say, I guess, profitable because you're nonprofit, but obviously you need profit. But like, what are the ways that you would get additional growth then? Is it just members or what are the other ways that you're in terms of like kind of approaching like the growth of this company? The great part about cooperatives is that as opposed to that, when I said about the network marketing scheme thing, when, which I thought was so comical, we are so different because we are fully transparent. So in the bylaws, when someone comes on with us, they get a bylaw, they, they read them all. And there's a lot of detail in there. Certain things we have to do, like we have to have a convention once a year. We have an all hands call once a month. That's on the first Monday of every month. So everything's very laid out there. In that document, it explains that for every dollar of rebate that is collected, 49% comes back to run the group, 51% goes back to the member. As it goes up, as we get more and more revenue coming in, that percentage, we don't need as much money then. We don't need as big a percentage because there's more money coming in. So their percentage starts to go up. When they have achieved $12,000 in cash back annually, the 250 goes away. So this is all laid out, but we share the rebate at 51 to 49. They get the majority of it. That 51 will actually increase as time goes on. And then when they personally get, their business gets to 12,000 it goes away. So there will be no monthly fee at that point. That's exactly what we want to do. Cover our costs. Obviously, we have to pay ourselves and our expenses. But other than that, the money goes back to the members. That's awesome. In terms of like, what do you guys like foresee in this next like six to 12 months? Like, what are your goals? What are your objectives? How are you going to grow and scale this thing? It sounds like a podcast and putting information out there, partner or channel partners. What else like are you looking at or, or what's the landscape you're navigating right now? Well, we really want to be, we, we think 
by the end of 2019, we'd love to be at about 2,000 members, 1,800 to 2,000, and doing 10, 15 billion dollars a year. That's when we think we can make a plea to the marketplaces and say, we are a huge player. We have the best of the best members. They understand how to move faster on your marketplace and do things better because we train them. We're, we have a partnership with the marketplace. And I, I kid all the time, I say, and, but I'm serious. I would love by the end of 2019, December, let's say 12th or 15th, I'd love to receive a holiday card from the management at Amazon saying, thanks for the great year. You guys really kicked it. And we are so proud to have you as a partner. That's when I think we've made it. When we are on their radar and we are able to get something special, maybe they give us a perk pack. They give us a reduction in the fees that they charge. When you have that kind of size and scale, and this isn't our, you know, our first rodeo. Those of us have come from co-ops. This happened in the flooring business. This happens in the hardware business. This happens in the auto parts business and in agriculture. Welch's Grape Juice and Sunkist are, are cooperatives. Their members buy better because of their buying power. So it, we're just replicating what we know works in an industry that has never seen the likes of us yet. It's interesting. It's a lot to wrap your head around it, but it's, it's, I'm curious to see how this pans out over the next, uh, next year. I'd, I'd be really, I, I guess I'd be interested to see if, if there are competitors that start to pop up after you guys you know, trying to do something like this. It just seems so kind of new and it just seems unique in the space, which I guess it is. That's why it feels that way. Yeah. It's tough to start one. I just had a compatriot, a guy I used to work with, uh, reach out to me just before I came on with you on LinkedIn. And he's in between jobs. And he said, look, if I can do anything to help you, to consult with you, I will do what, you know, because I've been there before. I know it's lonely. I know it's hard. I know how. And so there are very few of us that kind of understand how difficult it is. And I, I really am not, not afraid of competition because it's, it's not you have to have the money to do this, the funding to do it, and you have to have the patience and intestinal fortitude to do it. That's awesome. Well, hey, Barth, I just want to say it was awesome having you share this with us. I'm excited to see where Empower It goes from here. And so let's stay in touch. But if people are curious to learn more, find out more about what you do, check out Empower It, maybe see if they can join, where should they go? Well, obviously our webpage, our Facebook page has a lot of information on it too. Uh, the best way, if you're interested in speaking with me, whether you're a brand new, you know, you want to get into the business or you're existing, let's talk. And you know, like I said, I'll get you, we need to get on each other's radars. Just email me is the best way. It's Barth, B-A-R-T-H at Empowery.com, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-Y. And uh, I will do all the new member in the beginning here. It's so important that we have the right pedigree and the right people coming in because they're so influential. The early members are so, they're the founders. The first 50 members will be designated forever as founders of our group. And we need them to be of the utmost pedigree. So I personally am doing all the, the new member presentations and, and speaking with them directly. Awesome. Well, I look forward to seeing your growth. And thank you, Barth, for being on In the Trenches. It was a pleasure having you. Yep, this was a fun trench to be in. And that wraps up another broadcast of In the Trenches. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please do me a favor and go to tomworkus.com slash iTunes. That's T-O-M. M-O-R-K-E-S dot com slash iTunes and leave a rating and review for In the Trenches. Not only do I read and appreciate every review, but it helps spread the word of this podcast and allows me to continue to get on great guests. So thank you for your support and I'll catch you on the next broadcast of In the Trenches.